because we know that we're saved, because we know that God reconciled us through Jesus Christ, He redeemed us, because we know we're made clean through Jesus, because we are filled by the Holy Spirit, because we know all those things, then we know we can come near to God and we know we have an intercessor. We know we have to move toward God, toward what Jesus calls us to do. And, and we're called to endure, endure in this present time because the Bible says, uh, Mark 13, 13, I kind of skip into the very end here, but in Mark 13, 13, it says, those that will endure in the end, those will be saved. We have to endure because as Christians, we're gonna face persecution. We're gonna face ridicule. We're gonna face that like Jesus did. And, and we, we can't be afraid because, again, because we know who we are, we move forward in spite of that. Amen? Glory to God. So if you go to Hebrews chapter 4, this is verses 14 through 16. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest, we talked about that this morning, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So see, he, he was a higher level of the priesthood. So this is verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So there you go. So therefore, because we know that, because we have that, then we can ask God for anything in our life in that time of need. If we need wisdom, guess what? God wants to give that to us. He says that I'll give it. Whoever wants, whoever asks in, the, in, in my name for wisdom to be used for my, my kingdom, for my purpose, you will receive wisdom. That's a need. If you have financial need, God wants to fill that. God wants to help you through that. In faith, we move toward that. If, if you have a physical ailment, a disease, God wants to heal you. God wants to be there for you in that time of need. And all that is made possible because we have Jesus, the high priest. We have that intercessor to God. And because we know this, it moves us in faith toward God. That's why we have the confidence to go boldly before his throne. You know, I used to read that verse and I, and, and I would kind of understand, it was just come boldly. So I was thinking, okay, so we got to make sure that we're like tough Christians, you know, we got to be bold. And I thought, that's about me and my attitude. But that's not really what it says. It says that because of Jesus, we can come boldly. Because of what Jesus did, not because of what we do, or the attitude that we portray, or the toughness that we portray. It's not about all any of that. It's about what Jesus did in love for us, is about what God did by sending Jesus in love for us. And now that because of that, we have redemption. We have reconciliation to God we, through love. And, and that's what we portray. We've got to portray the love that God gave us. So as, as freely we have been given, that's what it says, freely we must give, right? As freely we've received, freely we give. Because we've, we've been freed from sin. That's the freedom that it's talking about. So because we're freed from sin, now we're able to be that light to others. We can freely give the gospel. We can freely give life. We can freely give a hope to somebody. And that's, that's the main message of this whole Bible is that God loved us and he wanted to give us hope. He wanted 
He wanted to bring us back to him. So Jesus is there for that. And he died for our sins. And so now we get to be that light to somebody else. We get to bring hope to people. That's the exciting part about being a Christian today in this life is that no matter where we're at, no matter what we're being afflicted with, we still can bring hope to somebody because we have that ability because we know what we know. Amen? Because of that promise that he gave us through Jesus Christ and and the priesthood that he represents, the sacrifice that he represents so we can move boldly on his throne. That's why it says boldly in it. And that, but say when I was younger, that word always rang in my head boldly. I was like, "What, what does boldly mean? Does that mean I have to like? Does that mean I have to make uh, be you know strong in my own self? Does that mean I have to show toughness? That's not what it meant. It meant you got we got to show the compassion of God. We can come boldly to His throne so that in the time of need He meets us, so that we can bring the message to somebody. We got to be ready uh, to bring that message to somebody. We can't just kind of, you know, randomly walk up to people and, and, and proclaim the gospel. You know, I, I've, I've heard people do that before. You know, I, I guess it's okay if you want to do that. But if God didn't move you, if you're not being fed by the Holy Spirit, and, and God doesn't move you that direction and talk to you, then, you know, we, we have to kind of hold back our own wants and desire. as Because as, as, sometimes the flesh goes before God. And, and we think, oh, I, I got a message I got to give. And and you better listen to me. You know, that we kind of come with that attitude sometimes. And God says, no, I want, I want compassion. Show them love first. Show them that you care first. And then they'll receive my message through what you're doing. And, and then the open door will be there when they ask, well, how can you have peace? And you can then you can bring them Jesus through love. It's not something that you beat somebody in the head with, right? I heard a pastor a long time ago say that. He said, you can't beat them over the head with it because then they're just going to get mad and, and then try to beat you, <laughs> right? With whatever they got. No, you got to come with love because that's the only way we, we defeat evil. Evil has, has already been defeated by love because of Jesus Christ. So that's what he calls us to do. And, and we can do that because of what we know and what, what Jesus did for us already. Amen. Now go to Hebrews uh, chapter 12. Jump over to chapter 12. And this is verses 1 through 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And it says this, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And you know, you read that, there's a lot in that verse. And one of the things that kind of pops out to me, it says, and the sin which doth so easily beset us. We gotta be careful because sin always wants to creep into our lives, amen? We, we live in the world. So that's gonna be a constant threat of our Christianity that the sin is going to try to creep in. It's going to try to distract you. It's going to try to say, you're not worthy to carry his message. Satan will lie to you and say, you're not worthy to carry his message. But see, that's a lie. He knows that when we carry that message, that brings hope to somebody, brings light to somebody's heart, and they're brought into the light, out of the darkness because of that. So he's going to, she's going to try 
to creep in and say, no, you know, you, you're not worthy to say that to them because you're, you're no better than they are. And, and the reality is nobody's better than anybody else. But the fact that we have Jesus Christ, we have a light that we can share. We don't say, hey, look at me, I'm a Christian, I'm better than you, so won't you let me reform you? You know, we don't say that. We say, no, you know, I'm, I was a sinner too. I, I, I was no better than anybody else. I was a sinner too. But God has forgiven me my sins through Jesus Christ. He loved me and he loves you. Can I tell you about my Jesus? Can I tell you about the love that he's given me and the peace that he's given me? That's what we need to do. We've got to share that, right? So we can't let the sin beset us because it says, uh, let us run with patience. So not only do we have to be careful of, of that sin creeping in, but we also have, have to do it in patience. And, and patience, that, you know, that we, we hear that word a lot. And, and, and we say that word a lot. We say to our kids, be patient. Or we say to people, can you be patient with me? But do we really understand what that word means? Because when it comes to like spiritual, biblical matters, patience is a major thing. Patience means you're going to wait on God. Patience means you're going to be still and listen. Patience means you don't move until God says move. That's patience. We can show patience to people by, you know, just, you know, people we meet on the street, on the road, or when we go to a store. We can show patience instead of being the person that's looking around like this, going, you know, I'm late to something. Can we hurry this up? Instead of being that person, we can just be the person that kind of says, don't worry about it. You're okay. Take your time. You know, we can show love that way. See, that's just normal patience. But even within that, we show the love of God. Because normally, people don't want to be patient. Think about how quick we want everything to be now. So when we show patience, that's just showing a counterculture to what the world says. And it's showing Jesus, even though we're not saying, Jesus in me gives me patience. We're not saying that. But our actions show that we have an inner hope an inner love aside from what the world has to say. We give a different example just in that small amount of time that we say, oh, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. You know, take your time. You don't have to hurry. I'm, I'm okay. You're okay. Just take, take your time. And that kind of helps that person realize, oh, thank you for caring. You know, we don't, we don't say, come on, what are you doing? Let's get this done. Call a manager. We don't, you know, we do that. That doesn't show God at all. That, that doesn't show God at all. They, don't, they won't see anything different in us when we do that. So it says, with patience, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And it's not a race of competition, but it is an urgency in our hearts to say, hey, I have a message that God has given me. So my, myself as a Christian believer, I got to be ready. I got to have a, a, an attitude of expectancy. I got to know that God can use me today. I got to know that God will use me today if I'm available. When we wake up in the morning and, and we get filled by the word and we pray and we say, God, I know that you can use me today for someone today. And I'm available. Holy Spirit, move and talk and I will go. Amen. That's what we can do. And we can be patient and listen to God that way. Look at verse 2 of chapter 12 looking unto Jesus so there you go that's who we look toward looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross that now that right there is a message in itself because he saw 
the redemption happening. He saw every one of our faces, Jesus, because he saw every one of our faces, because he knew one day we would need salvation. He endured the cross. He endured the pain because of what was going to happen. Because of the joy set before him. I got like an amen dog over here. I'm just going to pretend it's amen, amen, amen. But before, because of that joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's why, again, he's our intercessor. He chose the pain because he knew the reward. So us as Christians, what does that tell us? We, we got to know that we're going to have to endure pain and suffering or chastising or, or persecution by the world because of what we believe. But we do that because we know there's a reward. We can, we can look up instead of dwell on what's happening in front of us. We can still have hope because we know if we're strong and steady in the faith, there's a reward that's coming. And that's why Jesus did it, because he knew of the reward. He chose that. He said, I want to save him. I want to be used by you, God. I will go to the cross. Your will be done, not mine. And that's what we need to do. We have to put aside our, our like, you know, inadequacies, our, our anxieties about, you know, whatever God's calling us to do. We got to say, no, I got to put all that down because I will suffer in doing your work because of my reward. You're, 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 you are in a higher place, God, and, and your reward is higher than anything in this world. So no matter what I face, I'll gladly face it for you because of the reward that's waiting for me in heaven. Amen? That, that's, that's the mindset that we have to go forth with Jesus. That's why it says looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. we got to look unto him first. Uh, look at verse 3 now. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be uh, wearied and faint in your minds. So again, continue. Just continue to, to, to look onto Jesus. Because if we don't, then we focus on the things that make us worried. We focus on the things that make us tired. And then we're like, well, God, I'm sorry, I can't make it. You know, we begin to have that mentality instead of, I don't, you said I'm more than a conqueror, God. I'm more than a conqueror. You called me to be a high priest. You called me to be a proclaimer of your word. So even if I faint, even if I'm tired, even my flesh wears down, I'm still going to move in toward your word because the reward is higher than the pain. The reward is higher than what I have to endure because you did it. You did it first for me. You chose the cross. You chose the worst kind of death so that I might live. And so now as Christians, we got to choose the reward above our own fears. Amen? God, I'll, I'll boldly go because I don't have to fear because you said that spirit is an enemy. You gave me not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of a sound mind. Power and a sound mind. So we can, we, can, we can lean on those words that God said. Amen. Go to, uh, go to the same chapter and I just go to verse 14. And this is important also. It says, follow peace, follow peace with all men, all mankind, follow peace and holiness and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So we have to, we have to do this as Christians. We have to be people of peace and of holiness. We have to 
We have to do that because that's what God called us to be. When he called us out of sin, he called us into his marvelous light. He called us into holiness. So when we are here in this world among people that don't know God, even though they're not peaceful, we have to be the peace. We have to bring the peace. We can't reflect the hate because then they won't see God. And we can't. And if we, they don't see God in us, then, then God isn't in us. Amen. We got to think about that. What we speak, the word, the mouth speaks of what's in the heart. So if our heart is aligned with God, then we will speak the words of God. We will speak peace to people that we meet and we move toward God. Amen. Glory to God. Again, I, and again, I'm going to reference this, this back or what I started from, and I'm going to end here. Uh, Mark 13, 13, if you want to turn back there. Mark 13, 13. Says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. We have to endure. And we can do that through the power of Jesus. We can do that through the Holy Spirit. That's why we got to have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to have the Word of God in us every single day. Because that's the only way we're going to endure. That's why in, in, in chapter 12 of Hebrews it says, Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If we, if we focus on those things, then we can endure. We can endure in this present time of evil, wicked sin in the world. We can endure that because of Jesus Christ. Because of the message he's given us to share, we can endure that. Yes, we're going to be hated. We're going to be not liked. We're going to be looked down upon because of the message we bring. Because the world doesn't know and doesn't understand until they come into that light. Until somebody in sin comes into light, they have no understanding of what God is and what Jesus is. They don't understand. And they're never going to see it unless we show that to them. Unless we come equipped and we realize who we are in God. And we realize, hey, God loves me. He sent Jesus Christ to die for me. I'm redeemed. I'm saved. And the Holy Spirit resides in me. And I can come boldly to the throne of God. And he will meet my need. Amen. And because he can meet my need, I can speak to those that have a need. And I can tell them, I know the one that can meet your need. Can I tell you about God? Can I tell you about my Jesus? Can I tell you who can meet your need? You're going to strike a nerve with somebody when you say, I know someone that can meet your need. Because physically and spiritually, that's what everybody's looking for. If they don't know who God is, they're just looking for something to meet their need that they have. Everybody's born with that God-shaped hole. You ever hear that? <laughs> I heard that in past sermons, that only God can fill that need through Jesus Christ. Amen? Glory to God. Y'all bow your head to me as we pray. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.